0: Hey, this is Shannon Kaye, and you're listening to Get Real. Hey, everyone, this is Shannon Kay, and welcome to Get Real. Today, we will be joined by the accomplished actor, filmmaker, and the winner of the circle. We'll get an insight of his journey, hear how his career started off as an actor, and the obstacles that he came across his path. Here's Joey Sasso
1: hey
0: how are you welcome I'm doing to great area.
1: thank you so much for having me i'm pumped to talk with you
0: great so am i well congrats for winning the circle first of all thank you um so what's the one thing that you learned um while staying in the circle
1: you know a lot of people always talk about um judging a book by its cover mm-hmm. and I think the audience learned that I would say much more than say I did because I think a lot of people looked at me in the beginning of the show because, you know, we knew we had to keep the show a secret for six months, right? Mm -hmm. So no one could know anything that happened. So I'm sitting here going, we all know what happens. The audience doesn't. And I knew they had to edit it a certain way so you don't see the way it's going. So in the beginning of the show, everyone hated me because they characterized me, as like I would say in my audition process, being an Italian kid from New York and LA, you get stereotyped, oh, you're Jersey Shore, you're this, you're that. And like a lot of people thought I was putting on a persona. And if you know me, I am everything you've seen on the show. The kid that people hate in the beginning, I'm loud, goofy, stupid. And a lot of people would say, oh my God, I judged you. Uh, you know, it's a reminder not to judge a book by its cover. But for me, I truly went in with no game plan. I, I didn't understand the concept of the show. I'm not Mr. Social Media, but one thing I do know is people and conversing really well. So I've always been the type of person who just doesn't judge. And I've always been so confident in who I am. And I have a self-belief system in who I am, because I think that's something you have to have. And I don't think a lot of people do. So it reinforced to me every single thing I've been taught in my life of how to treat people and how to always stand your ground and your belief system of who you are and knowing your heart, knowing your soul, how much you care for people. It just validated that for me. And to see the, you know, people who have reached out to me from all over the world who have been so receptive to that, it it really was overwhelming in the best way I never thought possible. Like I really thought when we were doing the show, I've said so many times that like, I thought it was going to be the biggest flop ever because If you think about it, everyone knows the show now. everyone loves it. But if you're going in for this, it's like, okay, it's on Netflix. It's a reality show, but you're not meeting anyone on the reality show and it's social media based, but the people you're talking to, some aren't real. And I'm like, bro, all right, just throw me in there. I don't know what any of this means. I'll figure it out as I go. And, you know, I think any other way I could have gone into it, it would have, it would have hampered the experience because I would have had, motives for a predetermined outcome like you know if i went in there going the reality of my life at the time i'm a bartender i'm chasing my dreams i'm broke i have nothing i need this money i need this i would have tried to be calculated i would have tried to do things to get to that end and i think when you go at things with that motive i think a lot of times you step on your own toes and it stops you from going after what you want but going in there just saying man i'm here for the experience this is going to be great no matter what, this is like the most amazing experience of my life. I get to take a month off of work. Like what? And go do this thing. So I just went into it just being so optimistic and saying, I'm here for an experience and let's see what happens. And man, I, I always tell people when they talk about taking a shot, chasing their dream, doing something, I am a prime example that, that cliche, anything can happen. Anything is possible. I've lived it. I've seen it. It's true, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta be a good person. You gotta have a good heart, but you gotta go after the things that you believe in, that you want for yourself because you only live once, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. And, you know, with all that's going on right now, it's just, it's really crazy, you know, watching the circle and the game. And, but, you know, if you think about it, it's sort of the future that we're leading towards, you know, with everything going around. And, Mm -hmm. You know, we are already at a place where, you know, we meet the person for the very first time through, you know, uh, the profile rather than meeting in person. Um, I heard that you're, you know, being a ranked boxer, a skilled guitar player, along with various sports that you've taken part of, what made you gravitate towards acting? And like, when did you realize that, you know, acting is definitely your call?
1: Man, so I wish you could see my apartment walls right now because it's nothing but collections of films and things I love. So I've known since I was three years old what I wanted to do. And originally before anything, I wanted to be a director. I was very inspired. The horror genre was my favorite genre. I still remember seeing Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street when I was three years old. And I was that very lucky, blessed kid where my parents never put limitations on me. They came with parenting from the perspective of let's let our kids be themselves and guide them along the way instead of doing what most parents do. If you're too young for this, you can't watch it. You can't do this. So I was listening to, you know, the newest Eminem records. I was watching Scorsese films at five years old watching the most adult themed Mm -hmm. things. And I always knew a film was a film art was the art. You know what I mean? And I credit my parents so much for that because there's a freedom when you're a child that we all have of your imagination and view of the world is I think what as adults, we all chase for the rest of our lives to be that free again. Mm-hmm. So it opened up my mind to everything. And I always knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. That was my biggest love. Everyone always knew it wasn't a phase. It wasn't something I went through. I would spend all of my free time in my room, studying film, studying directors, actors. And then as I got older, You know, I was always writing and making my own things and people sort of looked at it like people are forced to be in my films of like, oh, this is just a fun, you know, weekend thing where for me, it was like, no, this is life or death. I'm making, I'm making a film in my mind for 3000 screens, you know, across the, you know, the whole entire country. And I was not a good kid in school. I hated school. I'm ADHD Mm -hmm. times 10. And I just always knew I was never going to college. My father is that rare exception. Like the cliches, you see a father who's a business owner and the cliche is what? The son's gonna take it over. Usually not do as good as the father does No one ever respects him as much as they did the guy who started it. And my dad would never even let me uh, work at his car dealership. He wouldn't even let me wash cars. He wanted me to have nothing to do with what he does. And I was 18 years old at this point. I think I'd caught the acting bug side of things probably three or four years prior, and I knew college was not ever in the cards. My parents just begged me, get your high school diploma and you know that'll be it. So I graduated when I was 18 from uh, one of the best Catholic high schools in upstate New York that had a 99% rate that they touted very proudly that went on to college and did well. I was the 1% that didn't go to college or do anything. And a month after high school graduation, I was in LA in a studio apartment on my own. And it hit me like a ton of bricks that you spend your entire life dreaming of this moment, dreaming of being old enough to pursue your dreams and build your craft for the thing you love most in this world. And now it's here. Mm -hmm. Shit. Like, where do I begin? (laughs) Like, oh my God. So it's been the most insane journey to get to this place that I'm in today with far more lows than any ups, you know, and that's why I I always try to talk with people because I think so many people are that I've spoken to just personally in my personal life from back home always tell me, I don't know how you did it. Like, I don't, I just, I could never imagine doing it. And I think so many people have dreams in life and things they want to do and they never, they never even go for it. Like for me, leaving home wasn't hard. Like it was hard, because I come from the biggest Italian family. We are so close and I was the only one who ever left, but the fear of going and doing it was never even a thought. And I I talked to so many other people who can't relate to that, but I I think it's important to look at people who have done something that you might want to do and look at them as inspiration, but also being realistic of if I do that, if I decide to go in a certain direction, then I need to know what comes with that. And I think people leaving their own comfort zones and their own comfort level, a lot of times is what hold them back from chasing what they might really want for themselves in their life.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things in common between the two of us, you know, starting off with like having a specific, uh, that we're totally passionate and we know exactly from you know the age of three that this is what we want to do and we continue to you know drive our desire to towards that and um, so while in the process you know I'm sure you came up came across like a lot of obstacles and hardship during this whole journey the whole process what's the one thing that you're really really proud of?
1: I would say throughout the mistakes that I've made and the good things that I've done. The one thing I would say that I'm really, really proud of is I've always stayed true to who I am. And we, I think that is from making mistakes. I've made so many mistakes along the way with the, you know, I went through a real bad time of real depression, like real depression. And that's hard because I've always been the most happy, positive person that you could ever be, and that's not fake. Like, I've seen people even say that online "of he's so fake, he's this, he's that. Like, dude, that's your prerogative. Think what you want. I'm always me. But I went through a real bad time in my personal life of just, I'm working so hard. I'm killing myself. And mind you, you know, you have to pay rent in LA. Being a young kid, rent is so expensive, and I'm working full time, and that's not doing anything with my career that I'm here to do. So I would always look at it as, work, actual work is my free time. I have to look at that as my free time. And then every moment I'm not at work, I need to be fucking grinding, because that's what it takes. So I was I remember a time literally being seven days a week, working full time in two different ongoing acting classes, which was in my case, like my college to keep working on my craft, writing with my writing partner late nights, all these things never, you know, just never stopping. And when you go through those, those really low moments, I think, you're really tested with who you are and how badly do you want it? And I remember even sitting in my car, crying to my parents, just being like my parents being like, uh, with you, with who you are as a person, when you are down, when you are depressed, it is all over your face. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, Oh, no one knows I'm going through anything. I'm good. They're like, it's so opposite of who you are. It is written all over your face and they just want me to be happy. Right. Like any parent does. And, They would say, well, then come home, you know, come home. And no matter what I was going through, how down I was, I don't think anyone could ever understand it. If you're not wired the way people like me and you are, it was never even an option of going home. That's never what I was depressed about. It was, I'm killing myself to do everything. I love everything I want in this world. And it's not happening. And I'm not getting the opportunities to like, because I'm Italian, like going in for auditions and, And just getting to that level was such a process of working your ass off and hearing casting directors tell you they've never had a problem with your work and the read you do. You're just such a specific type and so ethnic in New York and Italian and this and that. And it's really funny to see now, you know, that's everything I'm embraced for. Mm-hmm. is being just who I am and before it was the biggest hindrance to my career so to go through so many years of that to always never waver with who I am and believe like I remember having people tell me you need to take uh, a class to lose your accent
0: mm-hmm.
1: going hold you back so much in your career now that's all I ever hear that people want you for is you're so specific your accent this and that it's it, it just to me has really proven you know how I set about going on the show and staying true to who I always was. I don't know if I would have been able to do that had I not gone on this journey with myself of going, you know, you have to kind of say, fuck the world a little bit. I am who I am. I need to believe in that. I can never let people's opinions of me and outlook of me drag me down because at the end of the day, when I go to bed and when I wake up, I'm there with myself. I have to look at myself in the mirror. I have to live up with every decision that I have made. And you know, I, I think it's really simple. Of If you're a good person, try to do the right things. We're going to make mistakes along the way. Try to learn from them. And I, I just went through such that, that crazy process and, you know, going home and visiting my friends who are working regular salary paying jobs and getting married, having kids. Regardless of all those low moments, I just remember always going home going, I can see the rest of my life. I could see it. If that were to be me, I see the rest of my life. And I could never do that. Like, that sounds terrible to me. I just could never even entertain that.
0: Mm, Absolutely. I mean, it feels so great to, you know, hear how you sort of, you know, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. And despite of hearing so many people tell you to change your accent or, you know, Uh, change yourself or be different try to stay you know in with the the current trend or anything you were just yourself no matter what and I feel like a lot of people right now should definitely be inspired by that and so am I because you know a lot of people told me being a brown girl and Indian um that you know that I wasn't I guess American enough or you know that I'm too brown to play a part you know and and so I always thought of myself to to try and fit with the people and you know and I went down to depression as well but you know hearing you and the fact that your family supported you your parents were there behind your back you know every sing every single step of the way you know they just encouraged you they motivated you and they never told you to give up I mean that's absolutely incredible and that's what my parents did for me too and I feel like you know when you have these amazing people surrounded by you 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 know your friends your parents your family and it just gives you this incredible strength to to pursue your career and to you know work way way harder than before you know so I absolutely loved your story and I am so so inspired I, I you know because honestly a lot of people at times don't even know what you've um, you know faced because uh-huh. they see the result or they just see you as you know Joey says so the amazing winner and you know but they don't see what went behind that you know that journey what went behind and, and what hearing all that is just incredible you know you yourself am our A director so what is your future projects for
1: next year? Yeah so basically when I came here when I was 18 I didn't only just want to be an actor like I said from the time I was a kid I wanted to be an overall filmmaker and I was inspired by directors that I loved and I love independent film more than anything because I think independent film gives you the resources to say and do things you're never able to do in a studio system right and I always knew nobody was ever going to give me anything. Nobody was ever going to let me star in a film. No one was ever going to let me do anything. By fate had had it. I met up with week one when I was in the dumps, a kid who I met back in Rochester and bonded with over the love of the same directors that no one else ever talks about. No one else ever does anything. He just happened to move to LA. And I had been working on a film idea for at that point, I believe two years and I pitched him on it. And he loved it. And we agreed, this is going to be our, like we want to be like Scorsese and De Niro director, actor partners, because he wanted to be a director. And I wanted to write and act and produce. So for eight years, we worked on so many versions of what now is my film, The Young Lion of the West. Mm -hmm. And we went through, I mean, that's another thing, setting a goal for yourself of how many things I had to go through to get to the point that we're, that we're currently at um, saying, we're going to make this. It takes place in Rochester, where I'm from. It's a lot of things that I had seen in my life of different characters, different types of people. It's a very R-rated film. Uh, you know, Some people who have seen the rough cut you know, since knowing me from the circle, it's a little jarring for them because they know me, which is who I am, the type of person I am, the heart I have to see me playing this really complicated character and a lot of harsh things that exist in this world. So the only reason I did the circle was because I made the film. I put everything in my life on the line with my partner, Josh. We got it fully financed by ourselves. I went back to Rochester. My relationship of close to eight years at that point ended because of this and many other things. And I said, I'm putting everything I've worked for in LA on the line because if I don't do this, I'll never know. I believe in myself. I believe in my ability to work my ass off more than any other person to accomplish something. And we made the film. The film was budgeted at 5 to $10 million. We made it for $13,000 cash with no budget. All of my friends who were working actors really came out and supported me and I learned so much. I mean, I, I'm in every single scene of the film, and I had to produce, get locations. You know, it's such an ambitious little independent film with so many locations. We got the biggest jail in upstate New York that never had a production inside of it. Got that. Got real police squad cars. Got all these things. Everyone would read the script and say, got cut that. It's never, it's never going to happen. And me being the stubborn kid, I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. And we made the film. Biggest accomplishment of my career by far. And I had never been a reality TV fan. So when they approached me with this, I looked at it as I already accomplished the biggest task of my life of everyone for years would just be so tired of me hearing about young lion, young lion, young lion, because I knew that was going to be my thing. So I said, okay, I already got my film done there's nothing I can lose with this besides gain a little bit of exposure and see what happens. Like, you know what I mean? That could help me in so many avenues of meeting people in the business and networking and doing things. So that's the only thing that made me be open and going on this because I was never into reality TV. Like I'm a kid sitting home watching old films from the 50s, 60s, 70s. So, you know, at this point now, Uh, the film is I would say 90% complete. We were so close to being 100% finished, but the pandemic happened, the industry shut down. So now we're looking at just putting putting those finishing touches on it and seeing where it's going to find a home and looking toward the business reopening so I can get back into rooms and continue reading and continue writing and looking at what I want to do next.
0: That's awesome. I'm super excited for that for your new project and I'm so looking forward to watching it I'm gonna I'm sure it's gonna be amazing well thank you once again for being here I hope you had fun
1: (laughs) I had a great no I had a great time honestly this is this is such a, a great discussion because very rarely do you ever get to really talk about the reality of what goes into you know chasing a dream and going after something so thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do so
0: Absolutely, thank you so much. And I'm super excited for all your future projects. I can't wait for the movie to come out. And I'm sure a lot of people are just as eager as I am. Thank you so much once again.
1: Thank you, have a great day.
0: Thank you, too. All
1: right, bye-bye.